match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> this motherfucker man lights check cameras check real nigga check is the motherfucking mic on all right we in this motherfucker check <laughs> all right man, let's turn this motherfucker on man. episode 104 man. let's get this motherfucker started all right fucking let's get it yes yeah, man welcome back to another Motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Jesus and Sandy podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. Oh, gee! No, I don't think that one got the point across to those bitch ass niggas in the back. <laughs> Let's run that one back one more time, please. <laughs> the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. Oh, gee! Hash, we know the fuck it is, man. What's up with the people all around the world? <laughs> What's up with y'all, man? Hopefully, I feel looking good, feeling good, staying safe. There's a whole lot of shit going on in Church of each and every motherfucking week. I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped and joined the conversation, man. I truly, truly appreciate all love, support, man. It's Keith Butters Empire, break by motherfucking break. Um, the grind don't stop. <laughs> Episode 104, man, on the grind, 200 shit at the bottom of your motherfucking screen. For the people watching OG Hash TV on YouTube, go ahead, subscribe, ring that bell, drop a comment, all that good shit. Leave a like. Do your boy a solid. <laughs> Please, would you? Christmas is coming up, my nigga. Do your boy a favor. <laughs> my people listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Audio Mac, all that good shit. Leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, man. Tap in, listen to your boy around the world, man. It's tell a friend, tell a friend. Keep this empire break by motherfucking break. I want to shout out to all y'all, man, because without y'all, I wouldn't have something to look forward to each and every motherfucking week. <laughs> I, there's a lot of times where I, I need things to keep me focused and keep me, you know what I'm saying, keep me out of bullshit. And this podcast saves my life at least two or three times a month. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> at least, my nigga. Um. But episode 104, we missed last week. Um, I, my apologies. I wasn't feeling the best. I will get into it a little bit later. I went on a date. <laughs> I went on a date, and next thing you know, a nigga felt ill for the next, like, week and a half. I'm just now starting to feel a little bit better today. I am starting to feel – I am still feeling a little bit, um, like, a little bit uh, – I, I just want to say lethargic. You know what I'm saying? feeling a little bit lethargic. I get tired a little bit. You know, it's a lot quicker than normal. Um, so this podcast may not be as long as – the usual, but I wanted to come back here and get some shit out for you guys because I ain't like just coming back from a fucking two month fucking break to fucking come back and not even be consistent with the episode. You know I don't rock like that, so I wanted to make sure I came here this week. Um, gave myself a few days to get my fucking voice back and things like that. Uh, so we make sure we get this nice content out for you, motherfucking guys, man. Real talk. Uh, there's a lot going on, man. In between that time, me feeling sick and things like that, I was doing a lot of background work, back behind the scenes work. You know, so try and get a website started for you guys. Um, getting merch ideas, we'll get to that a little bit later in the podcast as well. I got some uh, uh, merch line that's going to drop pretty motherfucking soon. I've been doing some designs and things of that nature uh, to get some, you know, some, I guess you would say prototypes, I guess, 
uh, to get those sent in Seattle's looks, Seattle's feeling, things of that nature. So I'm start wearing them around the city and things like that to help promote the podcast and also just let people see some dope ass clothes, some dope ass clothes. They can use some workout clothes or whatever. Just some nice ass print, uh, little print tees and th- uh, things of that nature to help, you know what I'm saying, get this shit popping like it really should be. Because uh, I suck at social media, but I ain't gonna lie to you. The <laughs> uh, slash on the back of that, you motherfucking see, bro. Every time I, I'll take a break, I come back with some fire ass content for y'all. So it's the last on the back that I want to go ahead and get into. Uh, you know, I do want to start the podcast off with something that's. You know, I woke up to this, fam. Um, I woke up to this, what was this, yesterday? Um, yesterday uh, yesterday morning. Um, I woke up to this and I was walking, trying to get ready for work and things like that. Woke up to the news about takeoff for the Migos um, being shot and killed. Uh, man, it's kind of crazy. I, I do want to start this off by saying rest in peace to takeoff. You know, I'm not one of those people who, um, just because somebody died, all of a sudden, I fuck with that person. Honestly, like, no bullshit. Take off in the Migos, period. I'm a Quavo nigga, but I always fuck with Takeoff as well. But the Migos is an important part of my life because I'm only 27 years old. Migos has been out for what? 10, 11, then or 12 years now? 10, 11, then or 12 years now. Then the same amount of time Chief Keeping Up. Chief Keeping Up is what, 2010, 2011? So Migos is right, right at that same time, right around the corner from when he came out. So it actually came out when I was a kid, bro. And I remember the whole... Migos coming in, changing the whole hip hop, and only the new young niggas was fuck with the Migos. That that sound took over everything, and then you see the Migos being accepted by everybody. They got these pop songs and all that shit like that. Niggas went from Hannah Montana to Bad and Bougie. I know those songs. You would think that those two those, uh, those two songs be made by the same people. But when you think about the uh, the amount of people that those songs reach, starting with Hannah Montana, how that blew the fuck up, and it's a thing. Damn there, what? Almost ten years later, them niggas can come out with Bad and Bougie. And it's even bigger than Hannah Montana. Think about that shit. That, that shit came out before Uzi was like the biggest star that he is right now. He was still a star, but he wasn't who he is right now. And the Migos had a part of doing that. But when it comes to takeoff passing away, when I came across the news, my niggas, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't think he had got killed. The first thing I had seen about the shit, it said, damn, it's crazy. I seen a tweet, and it was like, damn, it's crazy that Quavo was the only nigga trying to pick takeoff up. My mind instantly went to, damn, a nigga must have not take off out. I'm not thinking a nigga got killed. I'm thinking a nigga got knocked out. So as I come across the video of it seem, appears to be Quavo trying to pick takeoff up, and then the camera pans around, and you see, nah, that's a puddle of blood. I'm like, oh, no, this nigga, he's dead. So instantly, I'm like, oh, that's, I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. Because you don't expect to hear things like that. Then it, it, the thing that really throws it all over because as you receive the news about a man being dead, even though he's a famous rapper, when you hear about a man being dead, you instantly start seeing the internet being Batman. Everybody detectives all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? You instantly see that. So I, I can't help to, when I see that video, when I see the tweets about Quavo picking him up, but then you see the tweets after that time, but it was over a dice game, and it was over this. It was over, it was Quavo's fault. It all goes back to Quavo. Quavo was a target. All this fucking mumbo jumbo, it turns it, it turns a a very sentiment, a, a very sympathetic moment into clickbait. It turns a very tragic moment 
into who can find the answers first type shit. <coughs> Excuse me. It really just it 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 it, it, it desensitizes the fact that somebody just lost their son. It desensitizes the fact that somebody just lost their grandson. Somebody just lost their best friend. Somebody that's really struggling with depression and struggling with, you know what I'm saying, mental health and things like that just lost their mentor, their idol. It it, it, it it eliminates all them thoughts because the matter thought goes into, damn, why this only happening in our community? Why this only happened to the rappers? I'm still telling her in that shit. Now is not the time to be talking about that. Now is the time to be, okay, where is this man's family? Now the time is, okay, check on Quavo. That's that man, uncle. That was take off uncle. Check on that man. Because if, if, the, if the rumors was true about it being over a dice game and niggas getting into it, Quavo and things like that, if the rumors is true, how you think that nigga feel? Like Pete, like for a Pete, how you think that nigga feel? So before everybody turned to motherfucking me, Bruce Wayne, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody turned to motherfucking me, uh, to Walker, Texas Ranger, Matlock in this motherfucker. Just show some sympathy and empathy and fall back. I know everybody want to have a hot take, had a hot tweet, they get a whole bunch of retweets and had a Facebook stash that go get a whole bunch of shares and shit like that. I be one of those moments too <laughs> with my content. But it comes a certain point in time where you got to sit back and realize that, yo, these is lives. And I'm going to get into it a little bit later about we know too much shit about the wrong shit. I'm going to say that again. We know too much shit about the wrong shit. I honestly, now I know I got a degree and all that good shit, but I feel dumber now than I ever did in my life. And I feel like I know way more, way more about the bullshit than I do about the education shit, about the shit I actually need to get me further in life. I feel like a damn dumbass trying to learn that shit. But you talking about the bullshit, the gossip, the street shit, the drugs, how much this way, how much I can move this and that across, uh, across that city? I know that. Where are the motherfucking hesitation? I know that. Well, we can get that. Oh, you say you trying to get you trying to get the SRT? Uh, I, I can I can put you on to get that real fast. You start talking to nigga about motherfucking me uh four one Ks and motherfucking me and all that shit. I don't know that shit. I got him, but I don't know about that shit. You start telling niggas about motherfucking me wheels and you know what I'm saying uh uh share uh, uh um you know what I'm saying like trust loans and shit like that for kids down the line. Shit. I don't know shit about that. But I know about the bullshit. I know about the entertainment. The entertainment bullshit. But that's what I woke up to. <laughs> I woke up to hearing about takeoff being killed. I woke up to seeing the world plan detective. I woke up to seeing this man go from being a tragic situation, a tragic moment in time, to this man becoming clickbait, to this man becoming a news article, to seeing that, that Vlad took the opportunity of, of hearing the news about takeoff's death to post a first interview with the Migos. I don't give a fuck about the first interview the Migos did with you. This nigga is dead. Ain't shit this nigga said 10, 12 years ago and relevant to me right now. This nigga's dead. This man was presumed to be an innocent victim. I don't give a fuck about what he was thinking about when they made fucking me uh, uh, Panama Montana. Come on, my nigga. It's so much shit going on, bro. It's like... I don't even know how to how to really receive the all the information I get about the takeoff situation because I thought like I was damn near there at this point. 
Because I've heard about six different sides of the story, and about four of them kind of sound the same. So I'm going to lean with that. I'm not going to come on my platform and get to spread rooms and shit like that. I don't know niggas' names. I don't want no niggas' names. You got women calling in saying they was there trying to say they was on some hush hush shit. They don't want to say they name because they know Jazz Prince. Well, bitch, <laughs> if Jazz Prince and them know you, I'm pretty sure they know your voice. So just because you ain't saying your name, I'm pretty sure they can identify who the hell you are. <laughs> I'm just assuming, right? <laughs> but I'm hearing a lot of stories, man. I'm hearing Quavo had beef. Quavo was getting hit for 7K. I don't think, I, I know Dice Game was a Dice Game. A nigga lose a few hours, a nigga gonna be tight. That's just, that's just how it go. But I don't think Quavo the type of nigga who got at least a uh, $300,000 in jewelry on his neck is tripping about 7K in a situation to where he knows shit can go left. And when I say he knows shit can go left, not just because he's been in a dice game, nigga in a dice game out of his city. Nigga in a dice game with a bunch of niggas he probably know but don't know like that because look what the fuck happened. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Quavo would be a nigga that's hurting over 7K. I'm pretty sure he bought more than 7K to play some damn dice. I'm just assuming. But you hear the stories, that's how I went down. Quavo was getting hit for the 7K. You hear the other stories that they leave in the bowling alley. They say Quavo being in the boxing ring or some shit like that. One of the niggas who was in there hitting Quavo for his money started cracking jokes about he had beat Quavo ass and Quavo got upset. Then you hear stories about Quavo wasn't even having beef with none of them niggas. You hear, you hear the story about how Quavo and Takeoff was trying to mediate and squash some other some beef between two other uh, parties. And then shit pop up. Then you hear stories about how a nigga that actually killed Takeoff was, was allegedly a nigga in his posse. He got hit by friendly fire. You heard a lot of motherfucking stories. And, I, and, and at a certain point, it mattered to me because you, once you see so much shit, you want, you want to find out the truth. But no, honestly, I don't care how this man lost his life. What's important to me is that they said this man was on some chill shit, on some innocent bystander shit. Now, it all goes back to what I told you. Anytime guns is involved, some stupid shit happens. You come to me, time. I'm waking up to find out that one of the biggest rappers in the game is now dead at the age of 28 years old. Right when it's like his personal career was finna kind of blossom, the Migos breaking up, offset kind of out the picture right now. All uh, uh Quavo and take off and drop the album. It's a few bangers on that motherfucker. They just dropped a music video at like literally a few hours before all the news broke out that Takeoff had died. They literally had just dropped the fucking song. I mean, a video for the song Messy. So it's like kind of felt like Takeoff was finally finna take the fuck off went on some solo or duo type rap shit. And to find out this is why this man passed away. Because it could have been some uh, some friendly fire, some innocent bystander shit. That shit's sad as fuck. But at a certain point in time, you get all this information fed to you. You want to find out the truth. But then I'm like, damn, bro, I don't even. It's so much shit going around that I'm losing sympathy and empathy at the fact this nigga is dead. I don't even. I can't even remember the fact. Last time, last night, I ain't gonna lie to you. I rolled up. I smoked one for my nigga to take off. I bumped a new, you know, Bill Fun Fenny Leaks. Uh, Album, you just drop a flavor and shit like that. Get that shit, listen. And as I'm doing, I'm still scrolling. 
trying to find out what happened to Takeoff. What happened to Takeoff? What happened to Takeoff? So I'm thinking, what the fuck happened to Takeoff? Did this shit really happen to Friendly Fire? And all I'm saying is everybody talking about those innocent by you know excuse, innocent bystander got hit by the straight bullets. And I'm like, anytime the fucking guns involved, some stupid shit gonna happen. That's why I don't fuck with niggas like that. Because for some reason, niggas like having guns in their hands. For some reason, niggas, niggas just they feel like fucking pop out with that fucking with that pistol on. And I don't, I can't be around niggas like that. I've seen niggas with my own two eyes, my nigga. I've seen it when a nigga put a when you just showing a nigga some heat and a nigga put that motherfucker in his hand and all of a sudden he get the aim in that motherfucker. Nigga think he Tupac and juice all of a sudden. I've seen it with my own eyes, my nigga. We all see the jokes on social media about how my nigga just how I be like my nigga just slammed me and showed 20 bands in front of some hoes. I seen it. It's worse with niggas with guns. When a nigga got a gun and when a nigga got a gun, don't even look that nigga away. Don't even breathe that nigga air. Because he going to be offended by something. <laughs> he going to be offended. So I've seen it, my nigga. So anytime there's a gun involved, I'm never surprised when tragic shit like this happens. When it's supposed that niggas you shooting at aim when niggas you shot. When supposed that nigga you shot was a nigga you rolled through, you rolled there with. The nigga that drove you there, you killed. You don't even know how to get home there. Now, I've seen this shit with my own eyes, bro. We've seen this movie time and time and time again. And as I got on the screen, bro, you can't spell stupid without guns. The video I saw, nigga, they saying, you know what I'm saying, was allegedly, you know what I'm saying, what, a nigga in, in, in Quavo and take off posse, a nigga that allegedly hit take off with the friendly fire. The video I see, the nigga's got the gun out. He's got the gun in his hand, fam. He's got that motherfucker in his hand. Like, that motherfucker is out. He got that motherfucker right here. He just, he posted with that motherfucker. He wishing some shit happened. You know what I say? You wishing a nigga would? He was just wishing a nigga would that night. And from the video I seen, like I said, you can't tell from 30, 30 second clips or 10 second clips and shit like that. But from the video I seen, I don't even understand why, he's, why the shots went off. Yeah, you heard niggas talking, but I ain't heard niggas saying you you a bitch. I ain't heard niggas saying run your pockets. I ain't seeing niggas reaching for chains. I ain't seeing none of that. I'm hearing niggas talking, and then I'm hearing motherfuckers shooting. And the nigga that I'm saying with the gun out got his gun out for no reason. And the reason why I say no reason because that's the shit that you see all day every day. Niggas with who got guns just got them out. Got got they shit showing for no reason. And it leads to moments like this to where I've up on the podcast for over 10, 15 minutes talking about Takeoff being dead. When Takeoff just dropped the fucking album. When Takeoff was only 28 years old. When Takeoff was probably literally the quietest motherfucking rapper in the world. This wasn't rap beef. This ain't, this ain't, no, this ain't no situation where everybody should be talking about why it only happened to rappers. This ain't no rappers as target shit. This ain't that. This is why the niggas got guns shit. This is why these niggas doing stupid shit. This is what that is, bro. This ain't about motherfuckers being targets. This ain't about why it's only happening in our community. This ain't about none of that. This is about why do niggas got guns, period. Period. 
That's what this shit is about. I don't even want to, we all know what goes on in, in a dice game. If you ain't been in one, you done been around one. We all know what the fuck take place in a dice game. Niggas get high. I get high betting on, on motherfucking me sports. Nigga, I lose two dollars. I want to be somebody ass. So what you think the nigga just lost two bands thing? What you think he feeling? He just lost two bands and nigga over there shaking them motherfucking me dice. He clickety clacking them bitches and hit his ass for more. He want to kill him. <laughs> he want to kill him. That's just how it go. You know the risk you take when you out for a dice game. You know the risk. So this ain't about that. This ain't this ain't about altercation over a dice game. If you know, you know. What this is about is why niggas got guns. Why? Because think about this. Say Quavo, I'm going to say this and I'm going to move on because I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, drag this on. You know what I'm saying? Once again, rest in peace and take off. Praise and those are all his friends and family. Even if the story is true about Quavo getting hit for all this money, Quavo being hot, talking about he had set some shit up and he, he set that bitch up. If it was all that, if all that's true, there wasn't no guns around. How do you think that would have played out? Now, honestly, now you don't think nigga would have been on some Kimbo Slice shit, RIP to Kimbo Slice. You don't think niggas would have told Quavo niggas to, to, to swear up. You don't think niggas would have allowed Quavo to take off and get the shit beat out of him, dude. Apparently, they was there with Jay Prisnell, Jazz Prisnell. We all know how them niggas roll, allegedly. So with that information, my question is, if the guns were not there, what would happen? Niggas lost money. Bad bitches saying you lose money. All that. What would happen? Shits, shit was said. Words were said. Feelings was hurt. What would happen? Honest, think about it. Do you really think niggas would have let Quavo and take off them get the shit beat out of them? Do you? Do you? You can stop that. You can't stop them bullets. And the wise words of Nipsey Hussle, you see my nigga on the wall, bullets ain't got no name. <laughs> Nip told you this a decade ago. Bullets ain't got no name. So I asked the question again. If there were no guns there, what would have happened? Game spell stupid without guns, my nigga. Real talk. <laughs> Real motherfucking talk. Um, but moving on, man. You know, um, you know, last week I told you I missed last episode. I was feeling a little bit ill. Um, reason being, I had went out on a date, my nigga. I did. <laughs> I went on a date. <laughs> um, nothing too crazy. Nigga just wants to, you know, it's a little movie, little date, just to go to the crib and shit like that. Um, but it was on the premiere night of Blackout. I don't go to the movies on premiere nights and shit like that just because there's so many people and I heard too many stories and shit like that about you know niggas shooting up the, the theaters and shit like that. As a movie goer, I love going to the movies. I'd much rather go Saturday, Sunday mornings, catch a matinee, start my day off with some self-care shit. That's my vibe. <laughs> Do that. Go to the art museum or some shit. That's my vibe. But we did a little bit different this time around. Um. The date night is the date night. It was a movie night. You can't really do too much elaboration on the movie night. Like I got a hand job with the popcorn. Like I ain't never did that one before. 
I've always been scared to get a blow, uh, like a blow job or a hand job with the popcorn. You know, you seen the movies and shit where nigga put his dick in the popcorn, old girl reach in for the popcorn. Oh, what's that? I've never ever did that. Like, I'm too afraid of all that butter and shit getting in my dick hole. Like, I, I, I can't rock like that. Like, I'm too afraid of it. I put a lot of seasoning. I put the ranch seasoning. I put the motherfucking cheddar seasoning. I put the more motherfucking meat. The uh the secret sauce on that motherfucker. Like, I don't want that shit oozing my dick hole, man. That shit probably worse than STDs, my nigga. <laughs> that shit probably worse than STDs, my boy. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, but the date was the date. And the reason why I bring it up on the podcast is because it was by far the weirdest date I've ever been on in my life. Now, like I said, it was a movie day. It's not really much you can do in a movie day. This isn't somebody I literally just met. It's somebody I've known for quite some time. It's somebody I, I had thoughts of rekindling something with. I'm in that weird situation. I'm in that weird mode where like I want something, but the last time I wanted something, I forced my way into some shit. Not literally forced my way into some shit, but I forced it upon myself, Um, and it ended up with a bitch giving me the clap. <laughs> I ended up, it ended up very, very bad for your boy. So this time I'm really like not trying to do that shit. But I kind of felt my I kind of felt myself kind of um, you know what I'm saying, back in that moment was like, yo, bro, I, I want something. Like I need to, I need to settle down with some shit. Um, so that's what this whole date night was about. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the young woman, um our relationship is very weird, very toxic. Um on both ends, I apologize. I, I I own up to my toxicity. The other party doesn't, so it would never really work with me. Uh, but it was a weird night because there was a bunch of like weird comments that were said, bunch of uncomfortable moments. Usually, I've never been in a situation where I've, or I've been around a woman on some one-on-one shit, and the vibe was off. That, that's never happened to me before. Like typically, like even if I'm beefing with a woman, like on some. We got we got an issue. We got to talk out. Through the text and shit like that. Yeah, it'll be it'll be up there. Like, it'll be up. Like I ain't I ain't pulling no punches back. But face to face, like usually that's when my my words come across a lot better. They they more receptive to what I'm saying and vice versa. But this date, bro, it was just the whole night was was off, my nigga. Like it was, it was just from the moment motherfuckers was in the car on the way to the theater. Like every something was just it just wasn't clicking. Like the spark was more than the eye. This was a big booty bitch. Like this, <laughs> like and I ain't I don't mean to call her a bitch, but this the ass is crazy. And y'all know I'm an ass nigga. I like I like some ass. The ass was stupendous. But it what it just wasn't clicking. Like it just wasn't, yeah. You know I mean, it wasn't hidden for me for real. And then some of the crazy, like I like I told you on the last episode, the snatchback queens. She's a snatchback queen. But it just wasn't about sex. I tell people, I tell women all the time, it's not about, let me take this off the screen. It's not about sex with me. Yeah, I'm a, I got it. I'm a, I'm a sexual mother. I'm a sexual nigga. I talk about, I talk about sex a lot. I be wanting to fuck a lot. But if I don't have an actual connection with you, that shit only gonna last so long. Like, your ass can only be so fat after the 20th time I done fucked you. It's pretty much a wrap. Because if I feel like I can't connect with you on a mental level or an emotional level, I'm not really kind of trying to keep risking, you know what I'm saying, reproducing with you or risking my health with you because you're not worth it. And that may be harsh to say, 
But if I feel like I can't really talk to you, or if I can't really, you know, say relate to you or, or vent to you or in any way, or you can vent to me in any way, you're not worth me taking those risks. And that's how I felt this whole night. It was like more confirmation than all the other times that I tried to make it work with this woman, that those times I felt like I left something hanging. Like I, I didn't give all my effort or, you know what I'm saying, it was some little shit that kind of broke us apart. All that shit went out the window on this date. Because it was just multiple moments where I just found myself looking like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, why am I here? Why, why am I just not at the crib? Like, yeah, I was horny. Yeah, I wanted to smash that night. But why not? Why am I just not at home beating my shit? Like, why am I just not doing that beating my shit then watching the movie? You know what I'm saying? Why am I wasting my Friday night here? And that was the first time in my life I ever felt like that. And, and if she ever hears this, look, it's no, it's no beef. I had no issues with you. There were words said to me after I pretty much made it clear that, that was the last time she would be in my presence. That was words said to me that was kind of hurtful. But it's not something I really cared about because I knew that I was doing the right thing for me. And baby, if you ever hear this, it's no issue. I wish you nothing but the best in life. I truly do. I think you're going you got you going to be a hard time for you to find the best in life. Not because you you're not fucking with me no more, <laughs> but because you honestly got to do some soul searching. Everybody down line know. Just if I'm saying something that the last twenty niggas didn't told you, everybody down line know. You know what I mean? Uh, but some shit just don't work, and I think a lot of times, man, we gotta people gotta understand when shit don't work. Uh, this is this relationship I was with this one, young woman with lasted down there nine years. Almost nine years. And what, I was going to let it get to 10. And then what? A baby come up? Then what? Then what? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think a lot of times, man, people got to, you got to think about the future. You got to think about the betterment for you. You got to think about if you settle. I can't settle. The moment I settle is the moment I'm done with everything. That's the moment I I, 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 ain't, I ain't got my confidence no more. That's the moment I, I, I lost, I can get with my dreams. You know what I'm saying? That's the moment I, I did a whole bunch of foul shit that's not hatched because I can't settle. And I feel like if I settle for a woman just because her ass fat or just because, you know what I'm saying, we in the same city or just because, you know what I'm saying, we got some of the same people in our circles. If I just find myself settling, I feel like I never truly find the happiness that I truly deserve. And I and I see so many people, not even people, not even just the people I know, people I just, you know what I'm saying, on, on third party shit. On some, I don't even on some celebrity shit. I see people fucking selling all the time because they feel like that's what they, that's the best they're gonna get, or they feel like that's the that's the one relationship they never had. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I've known this woman for there nine years, man. Then in nine years, my dick band is in and out this woman for there nine years. That's a stupendous. Probably to be quite honest with you, this is probably the biggest ass I've ever fucked in my life, and I. Hey, <laughs> it's probably the biggest one I've ever had since in my life. In my life. And it's so easy to fall into that trap of just sticking, standing around fucking sure that she got a big ass pussy in her, in her pussy get with. I mean, a big ass in her pussy get with. It's easy for niggas to stay around that. And then you get trapped. And now you got a crazy baby mama. Now you, now, you, now your kids don't like you because they know you don't like their mama. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying. I watch too much Steve. <laughs> I watch too much Steve, man. But the dating is the day night. It's it's in itself was just throw the whole motherfucking night away, b. <laughs> throw the whole motherfucking night away. But man, but the main reason why I really want to bring up on the podcast is because I don't know how how often people go on dates now. I just don't, I don't know. Like me personally, I don't really go on that many dates. I don't really think it's. I don't know if it's um. What's the word to use, bro? Like I don't know if it's necessary now. And I don't know. I don't know how that makes it sound for the women I date or the women I be in, in touch with. It's not necessary no more. Like at first, when I was first getting in the game, <laughs> getting in the game, when coach first put me in the game. You know what I'm saying? I was checking in rookie year. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, you you would take them on a date. You gonna go out to eat, go to a movie. You know what I'm saying? Go walk the park. You know what I'm saying? Go to the uh, out here in AZ. Go to the mountains and shit like that. Look over at the city and shit. Like I did that shit, but I ain't had to do that shit since I was like 19, 20. Now motherfuckers ain't dating no more. I felt so it was so awkward going out because I'm like, yo, you're not even somebody I'm trying to get to know. Like if I'm trying to get to know you, a date feels it feels like the right thing to do. But for a date for a month that you've been knowing for years. Y'all just trying to rekindle some shorts, just trying to link up. A date don't sound like the best thing to me. <laughs> like the best thing to me sound like, yo, man, let's just link up and smoke and chill or some shit and talk and, and just catch up that way. I don't feel comfortable spending my dollars on a motherfucker that I know ain't shit. Like if we if we if we trying to rekindle some shit, that means I've already found out you wasn't shit. Because we wouldn't be rekindling some shit but if you weren't, if you were some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't be feeling comfortable spending my hard-earned dollars. Bitch, groceries cost a lot, man. Niggas be talking about gas. No, groceries cost a lot. I had a fucking 100-pound demon of a dog. Dog food costs a lot, bitch. I don't feel comfy. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel comfy spending my hard-earned dollars on a bitch I know ain't shit. And that's what I did. That's probably why date night was so horrible from the get. I knew this bitch wasn't shit, and I really ain't want to see Black Adam, but I ain't going to see that bullshit any fucking way. So the whole date night was just, throw that motherfucker away. <laughs> whole date night was ass, B. <laughs> Ended up getting some ass, but that wasn't the point. That wasn't the mission. It was some of the weirdest ass I've ever got in my life, B. <laughs> some of the weirdest ass in my life. I'm not a big fan of the whole uh, uh, break up to make up sex, like yo, no, not in 2022. I don't think that's the best way to get the ass no more. Because I'm be honest, I'm looking out for all my niggas. <laughs> that break up, make up sex, that shit sound like me too. <laughs> that shit sound like me too, man. That shit is uncomfortable for me now. As a black man, as a six four, two hundred ninety five pound black man. With, with, with dreads, tats, and all that good slang and, and mumbo jumbo talk. A nigga like myself, I can't take chances, B. <laughs> I can't take chances. I just can't. I fit the description of a nigga. A, a tall, big, black nigga with a pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> Who pulls up in his apartment complex beating down the block. That's me. I got to avoid all types of suspicious activity. 
I ain't fucking with that break up the makeup sex, man. That shit don't that shit don't get me. Now I had it. <laughs> I had it though on this date, right? And it wasn't it, it wasn't it. I didn't feel good the next morning. I felt like I, I felt like I should just tell, I should just left that alone. I felt like why are you sleep with this girl knowing good goddamn well we never gonna talk again. Why? In my in my early 20s, yeah, that's what I do. In my late 20s, I'm not on that no more. Cause I ain't, I ain't I, once I leave, I don't ever want to hear and see from this bitch again. <laughs> I don't want to give her the opportunity to hit me up nine months later talking about some knock knock. No, bitch, who's there? Not me. <laughs> so it's like it's that whole day night, man. It was just a bunch of bullshit, bro. It ain't truly motherfucker. That's how I feel. <laughs> That's truly how I feel, man. Um, but enough about me. <laughs> Moving on. Let's get into Kyrie Irving, bro. You know, I got on the screen, Kyrie versus the world. You know, I, I try to start the season of NBA season when I talk about Kyrie Irving. I try and, I'm trying to talk about Kanye West just because I feel like I talked about them niggas a lot in phase one. And I really don't. I don't want to come on this podcast and just be disagreeing with niggas. That ain't my style. Shit that I don't rock with, I don't even like pay attention to it. But this Kyrie Irving shit, I feel like you gotta know what's going on with it. And I'm not going around looking up articles and shit like that. I don't, I don't even know a movie they talk. I don't even follow Kyrie Irving, my nigga. But you know the story. Apparently, you know, shared a link uh, to some movie that anti-Semitic, you know, going Jews and stuff like that. Talk about Christianity and stuff like that. A bunch of shit I don't know about. Quite honestly, a bunch of shit I don't care about. But when you see Kyrie Irving going through the shit he go through, man, it just lets me know, bro. Kyrie Irving is just one of them niggas, man. He's just not as smart as he think he is. Like a lot of people, the, the, the wisest man in the room is the one who 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 knows he doesn't know everything. The dumbest motherfucker in the room is the motherfucker who thinks he knows everything. That's the dumbest motherfucker in the room. That's Kyrie Irving. And I think a lot of times, man, it's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope because Kyrie Irving's coming up in a, in a day and age to where everybody's looking at these athletes to be more than athletes. And I honestly think without trying to, you know what I'm saying, you know, kill Kyrie Irving for who he is as a man, I honestly feel like Kyrie Irving has found himself in a, in a space to where he's chasing a moment. He's chasing the love and adoration of, of the people. Just how I say, like, on podcasters, bro, you try to chase the moment. That's how you'll get fucked over. I feel like Kyrie Irving has been chasing a moment for the last couple of years now. And it, and, it, and it's fucked up to say, because I don't want to make sure his heart's not in the right place. I'm not trying to make it seem like Kyrie Irving doesn't fight for this he truly believes in. I, I honestly feel like he does. But I think the way he goes about it is like he wants to, he wants that Kaepernick treatment. You know how niggas love Kaepernick, how they put Kaepernick up here, even though I don't agree with it, but niggas hold Kaepernick up here. Like, motherfuckers don't even think about Kaepernick playing football for real. 
I feel like Kyrie Irving wants to be like that. And I told y'all on episodes a long time ago, you have to remember who he's close friends with. Him and Maya Moore are like this, my nigga. And she walked away from the game in the prime of her career to fight social justice, social injustice. It worked. Got it, got that man out of prison. I think she married that man now. She went on to live her, her life happily ever after. And I don't I don't think that she chased the moment. I think she truly did some shit that the rest of the world was against. Nobody thought it was wild her to walk away from the game in the middle of her prime. It was niggas talking about some man, that nigga, you know where he at. He'd be there six years from now. You better go get them some more raids. But she said no. She she opted out when did her shit. With Kyrie Irving, it really feel like everything he does, bro, is that like he's trying to start a movement. He's trying to start something. Like he's trying to rally the troops type shit. Go back to the whole fucking, um, the, uh, 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 what's that shit called? Uh, when they storm Capitol Hill, that nigga didn't play. Nigga, he's trying to get other motherfuckers not to play. When they went to the bubble, he was trying to get motherfuckers to go to the bubble. When with the whole vaccine shit, he trying to be the voice of the voice. He trying to do all this, although he was still getting paid millions of dollars. You can't be the voice of niggas who broke now when you getting millions of dollars. Like it don't work like that, my nigga. <laughs> it don't work. But everything Kyrie Irving does, it feels like he's trying to rally the troops. And I always say, but when you chase, when you try and chase a moment. It's never going to work out how you think it's going to work out. Because that love that Kyrie Irving is looking for from the people is not authentic. It's not authentic. It's just not. It's not. You're not getting that Kaepernick love that you're looking for. You're not getting that Maya Moore love you you were looking for. You're not getting the fucking LeBron, Carmelo, D-Wade, Chris Paul love when they was at the Eskies, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Staying in unison. You're not even getting that love. What you getting right now, Kyrie, is a bunch of motherfuckers looking at you like, bro, what the fuck are you talking about? Because not only when you do shit and motherfuckers challenge you on it, you don't have the answers right then and then. I don't, I don't want to go as far as uh, Stephen A. Smith thing, thinking that you think everybody peons and everybody's not as smart as you, even though you do act like that, you have said that shit before. I'm not going to go that far now. All I'm going to say is stop talking about shit you clearly don't know about. Because the shit niggas know about, they have no problems explaining. They just don't. The shit, only time I have a hard time explaining some shit is if I'm lying <laughs> or if I, I kind of understand some shit and don't want to really give you a deep explanation because you're going to kind of find out I really don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Them the only times I don't like explaining shit. So when I heard Kyrie and I watch his interviews and I and I'm trying to you know side with the nigga and see where he's coming from because I'm all for niggas thinking how they thinking and believing what they believe in. I could care less, but it's my thing about providing this misinformation to to the masses and spreading bad information to to the youth that I can't rock with. Kyrie Irving got mil seventeen million followers. I think they said on Instagram. Another four to five million on Twitter. Like my nigga, you got over 20 million people following you. You got over, you probably got about 15 million kids. Probably about 15 million kids following you. 
They see that nigga dribbling the ball like that. They're like, he got to be on the something. <laughs> they do it with Kanye. Hey, that nigga, he, he got all that money. He can't be that crazy. It's motherfuckers that think like that, Kyrie. So they, this whole, he dropping a link to this movie shit. Man, I don't give a fuck about that shit, man. I told you, I, mean, I don't care about people's religion. I don't care about people's sexuality. I don't care about who they fucking. I don't care about if they eat pork or not. I don't care about none of that shit, bro. As long as you ain't out killing motherfuckers, raping motherfuckers, drugging motherfuckers, as long as you ain't violating people, fam, I don't really give a fuck. As long as you ain't violating, spreading misinformation, I don't give a fuck. And if you is, keep that shit in your own little box. I don't give a fuck. But the moment that shit go public, the moment that shit go public, and that nigga act like he ain't prepared to face that backlash, after not stepping. Because I'm all for a nigga standing up for some shit he believe in and ready to face on them consequences. Like I said, Curry Irving would have hit, would have posted that link on purpose. You know what I'm saying? And, and was prepared to answer any questions that motherfuckers uh, was asking me in those, in those press conferences. I wouldn't have had a problem with it. My only problem is when I see grown ass men making decisions and then not being prepared to face the backlash that come with those decisions. My nigga, you're a grown ass man. You're not a kid no more. You need to actually sit down. You need to sit down and think about what the fuck you about to do. You need to do that. Because anytime I ever, I, I ever post some shit on my Instagram, I thought about it. It wasn't some shit. I just said, oh, let me just oh, send, share. No, I've never done that. And I'm not Kyrie Irving. I don't have a bunch of fucking business ventures and business partners that's, that's tied to my image. It's tied to my credibility. That's tied to my likeness. I don't have a shoe deal. I don't, I don't, I don't work for a multi-billion dollar corporation. I don't. I don't work for a Jewish man. Oh, I'm, I mean, I do, but I'm saying like I don't work for Albert Silver and them. Like, it's not me walking up to me with microphones and shit. So it's like when I see that, it's like Kyrie, bro, you gotta be, if you as smart as you say you is, you gotta start acting like because right now, my nigga, you you lost in the sauce. Deeply, <laughs> you lost in the sauce, my nigga. Real talk. That whole, you know what I'm saying? That whole motherfucking me. Oh, the Cavs win. Yeah, the Cavs won by one. Damn, no OT. I had him on a slip. I'm all good. <laughs> but it's just, Kyrie, man, you just gotta do better, bro. You truly gotta do better. Man. I'm not gonna get on you about scoring the four points. Man, I don't give a fuck about that. Nigga had, he was asking with 32. Nigga had one bad game. Come back in this game, just ball out. But come back and just shut the fuck up now because if you're not willing to explain yourself, don't even give them shit to ask you questions about. Keep it nothing but basketball, my nigga. I should have to tell you that if you're as smart as you say you would. But that's just how the game goes. <laughs> that's how the game goes. <laughs> um, before I move on, I do want to say this, man. You know, I do want to say this because – it happened with the Draymond Green situation. It happened with the whole Kanye West situation. And it's happened with pointless and countless situations time and time again. When motherfuckers get in trouble for some shit and they say they was hurt. Hurt people hurt people. If you notice the trend that's going on right now is that everybody's, everybody's talking about how when they fucked up and they got to apologize for fucking up. They want to explain how, how fucked up their mindset was. Everybody, everybody's facing some type of Mental and self crisis, you know what I'm saying? 
Everybody's going through some top-notch shit when they disrespected somebody. They insulted people. When they didn't punch a nigga in the face and knocked them out. Now all of a sudden, there's some off-the-court shit. You know what I'm saying? Now all of a sudden, there's some shit going on in their personal life. They just can't contain in their head. They emotions is just it's spewing out of them all of a sudden. That now what they they cause them to, to say this hate speech shit. Now it causes them to punch niggas in the face type shit. Like, I'm just sick and tired of in 2022 that it's, it's common now for every time somebody fuck up that they was in some horrific mind state. Or they would just, it was just something going on in their personal life that just had their emotions all fucked up. Like, I'm, I'm tired of it. That excuse is played the fuck out. I, I, I've never, I've never respected the person who did some shit because they had some shit going on in their personal life. You know the person I did respect or I do respect? The person that got some shit going on in their personal life that still contained their emotions to act the right fucking way. Like, I respect Isaiah Thomas, my nigga. When his sister died, he, he had all that shit going on in his personal life, but he still went to work and showed up and played basketball. I respect when Kobe had the whole rape case going on in 04, where was still catching flights and shit after court and flying to go play the game and get buckets. I respect it. I remember when niggas were saying that the court was they sanctuary. I can't respect the nigga that you know what I'm saying? It's a riot going on at Capitol Hill, so now he got to sit at home. I can't respect the nigga that every time somebody die in their family, they miss it for months. I can't respect it. I can't respect the nigga that who who, who baby mama or wife found they, they second phone in their gym bag and found all the holes in their phone. Now he knocking niggas the fuck out. I can't respect that, my nigga. We grown-ass men now. Everybody got some shit going on. Everybody got some shit going on. We grown ass motherfucking men. It comes to a certain point in time where containing your emotions is bullshit. <laughs> like as a kid, losing your emotions and acting all irate, slapping shit over in front of the girls, that shit was cool. You felt like you was gonna get some ass after that. But we grown as fuck now. I feel a lot better when I actually control my emotions. When I lose control of my emotions, I feel stupid as shit. I be mad at myself, but when I control my emotions and I be and I don't let certain shit just piss me the fuck off, I feel good as fuck. I go reward myself. Chick fil A that day. <laughs> but I'm just tired of that fucking excuse, man. I truly, I truly am, man. Um, but moving on, we wrap this podcast on up. I want to say, um, I want to talk about survivors' remorse, man. Black people, man, on the got survivors remorse K. Black people, we, we have a we have a weird, we have a very, very weird uh way of thinking. It's like as a whole, black people as a whole, we feel bad when we succeed in life. When good shit happens to us, we feel bad about it. We be feeling like, nah, this shit, this can't be happening to me. Like, I don't really deserve this shit. And it's crazy as fuck to me. It, it truly is crazy as fuck to me. There's been so many times in my life where I had some good shit going on, and I wasn't really enjoying the moment for real because I was really I was skeptical. I was like, I'm peeking around, like, man, hold on, man. Fuck, fuck that I'm being pumped. I'm looking for the Grim Reaper type shit. Like, man, hold on, man. <laughs> this is some bullshit about to take place. And that usually what happens. 
because I'm manifesting some bullshit to take place that anytime the good shit is happening, I'm automatically thinking the negative, so some negative shit happens. That's that happens a hundred times out of a hundred. But as a whole, I've seen it not only for myself, from people in my family, from close friends, from people on social media, from people all over. Black people as a whole. I don't know if it's the you know the, the crab in the barrel mentality. I don't, I don't know what it is. But it's like we make it out the hood. We make it out of a fucked up situation. Because we, we still know people in those in those positions that instead of that instead of feeling proud about the hard work we put in, that we automatically feel bad about uh, receiving the flowers we deserve because we don't want to feel like we shitting on people we, we got oozing the mud with. And it's so fucked up to think about that. Because no, nigga, I just worked my ass off to get to where the fuck I'm at. I worked my ass off for that shit. I shouldn't have to sit around and be mopey and contain my excitement because the motherfuckers I got, I was getting, I was in the mud with, ain't got out shit. Nigga, keep pushing. Nigga, watch, watch me work, nigga. I keep pushing. Watch me work, nigga. We're gonna be alright. But for for some reason, but it's like black people, and I'm pretty, I don't know how it is. Another, I don't know how my Mexicans feel. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how the, how the Asians feel. You know, what I'm saying? I don't know how the whites feel. I'm talking about us, niggas that look like your boy. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about? Tap in. Why do we have survivors remorse with this shit? Why? I don't even. I can't even give you an answer to why I feel like that. Anytime I feel like I'm, I, I got, I'm, I leveled up in life. I don't never post that shit on the map. Because I automatically think about the niggas that I know who ain't in that position. The niggas I know who align my shit. The niggas who I know, I'll be like, this nigga has ain't he, he ain't giving back to the hood type shit. <laughs> that's the shit I think about. Because that's the storyline that goes on. That's that's the conversation that goes on every time a nigga make it. That nigga ain't this. That nigga ain't this. He ain't giving back. He a bitch ass nigga. I remember he ain't do this back in the day. It's always some bullshit. So anytime a black person felt that he came up in life, they really never feel good about the shit they doing because they know it's a bunch of bullshit attached to it. Instead of instead of appreciating and accepting all the hard work you put in, all the opportunities that you just that you just cashed in on, you sitting back soaking in disappointment and, and fucking and and um and depression because you know for a fact that the people who you grew up with ain't living the way you live. You've automatically fucked. You don't deserve this shit because you know you just like the niggas you, you grew up with who ain't got shit. Nah, my nigga. You took the right path. Nah, my nigga. You get that extra rep. Everybody goes to the gym. Everybody goes to the gym, my nigga. But the mother who got them big ass arms or the girl who got them big ass uh, legs in their ass, she had no squats more. The nigga with that big ass chest on that bench press more. He grinding more. So instead of, so instead of fucking just not not so not fucking you know bathing in your own fucking success and and, and, and fucking soaking in depression. We gotta stop that shit. We gotta stop that shit. And I gotta stop that shit for myself. Like my nigga, I've had so much shit happen to me, bro. That motherfuckers would be motherfuckers be jumping head over heels for. And then in the moments that that shit was happening to your boy, I was sitting back debating if I even deserved it or not. I was sitting back debating on the old man, like, did I just get lucky? Like, I was, that's, that's what I was saying to myself. So I, I ain't really shit on niggas how I should have been shitting on niggas. 
I ain't do that. But I should have been on a whole other level with this shit. But I wasn't because I wasn't really, I wasn't looking at the shit I was doing in, in present time and fucking acknowledging my brawn, acknowledging the path that I was on. Like, damn, my nigga, you really that nigga. I wasn't doing that. Instead of doing that, I was like, oh, my nigga, whoa, you, you doing, you doing too much, my nigga. You, you need to, you need to chill out, my nigga. You know, you know, do you even deserve all this? Like, do you, do you deserve to be fucking this bitch that's, that's, that all these niggas want to fuck? Do you deserve to be getting these, touching these bags that niggas want to be touching? Do you deserve this? Like, there's so much I did in my life, bro, that niggas don't know about. Because I wasn't even, I wasn't even looking at those achievements and those success stories as success stories and achievements. I was looking at that shit as I was a lucky nigga that day. Nah, fuck that. I grinded hard for that shit. So I, I, I don't know. If y'all got the answers why we as a community do that, please let me know. Let 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 a nigga know. <laughs> shoot me a comment. Shoot me a DM. Leave a comment. All that shit. Leave a review. All that, man. Please let me know. Uh, that's one of those things that I think that really it follows from generation to generation. And I think until we find the reasons why we do the things we do, we can never stop doing things we do. Uh, so I, I really want to know why as community we do that. And even for my, you know, my, my Latino Mexican community, for my um, my white community, for my Asian community, if y'all have those same similar things happening in y'all communities and y'all have an answer to all the things that take place, let me know. It could be the same answer for all of us, man. So just let, let your boy know, man. I really want to know why the fuck we all have survivor's remorse when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, succeeding in life. It's some of the wildest shit when you truly fucking think about it, but it really motherfucking is. Um, but moving on. Um, you know, I want to talk about this before you get about it. I kind of talked about it earlier. You know what I'm saying? Knowing too much about the wrong shit. You know, we... The internet, man. The internet is a, is a, is a, is a tricky place. And the reason why I say that is because... The internet, you can learn a lot of valuable things. You can truly learn a lot, bro. You can learn how to start a business, how to maintain a business. You can learn how to network with people. You can network through the internet. You can keep up with current things going on in the world to help you with your own business. With whatever you got going on, the internet can help you, bro. But another thing the internet can also do is dumb down your way of thinking uh, and control your your uh, your input and also your output. And what I mean by that is by if you're on social media all day and all you're seeing is some is 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 negativity, what you gonna do? You gonna produce negativity? Speaking for myself, when I was on social media heavy back in when I was a uh, in high school, fresh out of high school and shit like that. Those ones just mean heavy. Everything that I was seeing on social media became my everyday life. So if it became just if I'm seeing nothing but pictures of motherfuckers out and about in the clubs, partying, smoking, chilling, drinking, you know what I'm saying? On, on, on the block, those were stupid, that just doing stupid shit. That became my everyday life because that shit looked cool. That shit was, you know what I'm saying? I, I was attracted to that shit. So I started doing that shit. When it comes to the information that I, that I receive on social media, man, and I'm going to try to you know, speed this up because I don't want to make this episode super fucking long. We already been here down there out. Um, the information I receive on social media is the information that 
as a kid or even as a young adult, I was receiving. Like, people have to understand, yeah, I'm only 27 years old. So I'm at that prime age where, yeah, I'm out of college now. So it's like a lot of information I'm going to start receiving isn't going to be new information. It's going to be a lot of recycled information that's on social media or some everyday life shit. A lot of my, my time is receiving like a lot of new information on a daily basis. Is, 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 that shit's over. That shit's kaput. That shit's done so. And I feel like the information that I receive now on a daily basis is a lot of like dumbed down bullshit. When the last time y'all really saw some shit that was educational? And I'm not saying on some nerd shit. I'm just saying like, when the last time you saw some shit that was straight educational? And I'm not talking about some shit you seen about the, the nature channel, the history channel, right? Talking about the fucking lions hunting gazelles and shit. No, I'm talking about some straight educational shit about life. Period. When's the last time it happened? I know too much shit about the wrong shit. I just seen a video of Krishan Rock. Face all fucked up, beat the fuck to hell. And everybody assuming it was Blueface. I don't like to assume domestic violence situations just because once the real come out, niggas is done. I still want to know, did Tory Lane shoot Megan and Stallion? Like, what the fuck, B? <laughs> like, what in the fuck? But when it comes to this Krishan shit, I know too much about Krishan Rock. I know about her drinking problems. I know about her beating up Blueface mom, beating up Blueface sister. I know about Blueface knocking her daddy out. I know about her and Blueface fighting in the middle of the streets. I know about her being dirty, allegedly, as they say on the show. I know about all this shit. I know about I know about motherfucking all the takeoff shit that happened. I know about who was there. I know who had guns. I know if it was over a dice game or not. I know what kind of chain this nigga had on. When it came to PNB Rock, I know what the nigga was eating before he died. I know what kind of car he was driving. I know who killed the nigga. I know the, 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 there was a family and who killed the nigga. It's like, I know too much shit about the wrong shit. I know too much. Why do I know this shit? That's what the internet provides. That's what social media provides. It provides you the, the opportunity to, to lift up the fucking cover to a bunch of bullshit. And I'm just one of those people, bro. I, I don't want anything to do with that. Like, my life would have been, my life is totally fine not knowing that all this took place in the in events that led to take off death. All my, my life is totally fine knowing that, not knowing anything about Krishan fucking Rock and Blueface. My fucking life is totally fine not knowing that his baby, that PNB Rock was eating chicken and waffles when niggas ran down on him. I, I know I shouldn't know this shit. This shit don't be news to me. But I feel like social media, since it's, since it's reached its peak, I feel like everybody's mind is just wrapped with this bullshit. And I saw, and I know I say it all the time on this podcast, bro. That's why I made the podcast to, you know what I'm saying, shine light on more important shit. But it's like, I, when I started this, I didn't understand how hard the shit was going to be. It's hard as fuck 
to really shine light on the important shit. Because you really got to search for that shit, my nigga. Like, it, it, it blows my mind how hard I really got to search for the good shit. And I say good shit, I mean like the good shit is going to be like warm a nigga heart type shit. Like, damn, uh, an old lady got helped across the street type. I mean, that, where's those stories? Every damn story I see is about a nigga getting shot to fucking pieces. <laughs> I'm seeing, I just seen a fucking video of fucking tra- a, a car getting stuck on the train tracks. A car getting stuck on the train tracks, my nigga. I'm seeing videos, niggas getting shot dead, niggas is stopping recording that shit and posting on social media. I shouldn't know what this nigga takeoff had on when he got killed. I shouldn't. I shouldn't know that. I shouldn't know before the police know that that was takeoff on the ground. I shouldn't know this shit, but I do. And I, I don't have no, I don't have sources. <laughs> I don't even have sources. You know how nigga on ESPN, they like sources say, I don't even have sources. And I know this shit. I shouldn't know this shit. I don't want to know this shit. This shit is depressing. Anytime I feel like I'm being force-fed uh, information, it's just depressing. Because I, 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 I can't, I ain't got nowhere to turn. I'm being forced to learn about this shit now. I shouldn't know about all the shit about the, the Young Thug uh, Rico case. I ain't tapped in with that shit. I know everything. Because it's everywhere I turn. I don't care about the bullshit, bro. I, I, I just... I don't, and it's it is sad because that shit's everywhere, my nigga. The bullshit is every motherfucking where, man. We know too much shit about the wrong shit, man. Like I feel dumber now than I did before I had my degree. Like real talk, I feel dumber now than I did before I had my damn degree because now all I know about is the bullshit that's going on in the hip hop community, the bullshit going on in the streets. The drama going on in podcasting, the drama going on in sports, Kyrie Irving. Like, that's all I know now. Like, I'm, I'm tired of shit. <laughs> I'm tired of shit, man. Real talk. Uh, <laughs> um, but moving on, man. I think that's all we got, man. Talk about takeoff. Um, we talked about me going on a weak ass, bunk ass date. We talked about having survivors. We more talked about knowing too much. Yeah, I think that's all we motherfucking got. Huh? Let me see. Uh, yeah, that's that's all we got. Um, let's, let's talk about the merch right fast. You know, merch dropping real soon, man. Um, I talked about you know I touched on earlier in the podcast. Um, you know, while I was out last week, and I've been doing it for the last couple weeks now. Um, I got more equipment. I told y'all about that. Got more equipment, things like that. With that equipment. I've been dibbling, dabbling, you know, making up new logos. So that's coming real soon. New logo. Um, probably a starter. I'm making it myself. You know, if it, if the, once the show gets a lot bigger, you know, I'm have I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do like a little petition for all the friends of the show. I have some artistic, um, you know, friends of the shows out there who want to, you know, submit, you know, copies of logos or you know, little uh, intro themes on stuff like that. I'll put those up on, on certain episodes and things like that to try to engage all the friends of the show and things like that, man. Just so you can know we all want to be happy family and that y'all helping to um, y'all helping to you know help me produce great content as well. So I want to make sure I shine light on all my artistic fans out there or friends of the show. I say I'm gonna shine light on them as well by doing that. Um, but with the merch, man, you know, with that new equipment, 
we're making those new logos. Also, I've been making new um, like templates for shirts and shit like that. Uh, and I came out with a few. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I, as I was sick and stuff like that, bro, I pumped out at least twenty five shirts, twenty five different type of shirt uh, uh, ideas and things. Put them together, got them up on proof models and stuff like that to see how the shirts would look and things like that. We got black, we got gray, we got baseball shirts, we got you know the baseball long sleeve joints. We got some of those. I'm still getting the pricing down on those and things like that. Um, but for the black shirts, I already already put some black shirts together. You know, we got some friends of the show shirts. I got some OG hatch original shirts. I got some motherfucking the one eight hundred shirts coming out. I got a whole bunch of those type of shirts coming out, man, real fucking soon. Uh, I'm gonna get some help. You know, I got I got a uh, a friend of mine. You know, she's uh she's very helpful um, in this field. You know, when it comes to that, because uh, she's doing a lot with her business things like that. Shout out to John. Um, pretty dope paintings. Um, I'm gonna get with her. Um, and she's gonna. I'm gonna try to see if she can help me out with this whole website stuff. I know how to do it, but I feel like sometimes, man, I just feel like I don't know if it's the nigga in me. <laughs> I don't know if it's the nigga in me, but a lot, a lot of times I think simple is better. And a lot of times it is better, but a lot of times it can add a little pop to it. Uh, and I, I'm the type of nigga that I'm a simple nigga until I really just add the pop. And a lot of times it's taken me a long time to add the pop. Case in point with this podcast, we two years, we over two years in, and I'm just now really starting to dump a lot of money into this podcast and try to, you know, make this shit pop. You know what I mean? So, um, with the website, I'm gonna get that up and running with, for you guys um, real soon, real soon. Like I said, I got the with those black shirts I already made. I got a few of those coming in the mail already, so I'm gonna start wearing them on the podcast and things like that. It should be here within the next two weeks. Um, so be on the lookout for those while I'm on the podcast. For the people watching OG Hash TV on YouTube, um, you'll be able to see me wearing the uh, the prototype um, prototypes of the merch, I guess. Um, on the on the podcast, so you guys can see um, just what it is. This is the first time me doing it, so obviously the first drop will be the exclusive drop. It will be a limited drop, obviously. And once the show grows, or once you know time goes on, it will be more drops that gets bigger and better, and things like that. Um, but yeah, man, merch is coming very motherfucking soon, man. I want to shout to my girl um, Asia, Asia, my queen, uh, who I have on the podcast. I know she had dropped the shirts. Um, what was like a week or two ago? Uh, I'm just here to be pretty sure that was, that was pretty motherfucking me hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm happy about her success as well. Um, so I'm happy about that, um, to, to have some merch coming for you guys pretty soon. Uh, like I said, it was something I, I was talking about all in phase one. I wanted to have the stuff uh, done before we started phase two. But if I really want to wait that long, we would have to wait an extra five weeks for me to actually, you know, from when I started actually, you know, phase two. And I really wasn't trying to wait that long. I couldn't wait till November you know, to put out the first episode of Phase 2. So um, the merch is coming very soon, man. Very, very motherfucking soon. Um, new fucking pictures will be added to the backgrounds as time goes on. We went back to the straightforward camera angle uh, for this week's episode. Um, website coming very motherfucking soon. The EP coming very motherfucking soon. We got a lot going on on Thin Line Between Genius and Sandy podcast platform, man. I'm really trying to, you know, step out of my comfort zone and, and, and pump this shit out, man. We're going to get some more clips out to you guys. We think get a lot of shit going, man. I'm going to try to step my game up on all socials um, since I've been sick these last couple – well, really, man, since I've uh, been sick these last couple weeks, I, uh, really. Because uh, even when I recorded the uh, last episode, I was already feeling a little bit bad. Um, but going that day to be wrong, really just, t- you know, send me over the month for me heal. Um, I'm going to try to get back on social media heavy, Rob. I've been falling off with that. 
with the engagement. There's been a lot of messages I've been missing. I've been replying to them all late and shit like that because I've been just away from my phone. Um, but we're finna up the, uh, the social media game back up. I think I'm gonna hire somebody um, in that who specializes in running people's social media and things like that uh, to try to get this, you know, my social media game back popping. Um, but it's a lot going on, a lot going on, man. The major announcement is that the merch is coming very motherfucking soon. New logo is coming very motherfucking soon. Thin line between Jason and Sandy. 104. We end this bitch on the grind 200. <sighs> you bitch, you. <laughs> Um, but that's all I got for you guys. Now, I don't want to keep y'all too much for me long. This episode's a little bit long. I actually anticipated being. Uh, but that's all I got. I'm gonna get it out of here. You know how I get up on this side, man. It's all love these ways. Never let. The, uh, did I just fuck up my own one for me outro? I think I did. God damn! <laughs> I must got COVID. <laughs> That's not funny, man. Shout out to all people. Rest of everybody else that left the COVID. Man. God damn, Patrick. <laughs> um, but nah, man. No, I'm serious. I'm not even adding that part out, man. Fucking YOLO. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm serious, man. Uh, it's all love these ways. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Never let them suck with the bullshit. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And how I try next week, man. We out this motherfucker. Peace. <laughs> That nigga said, I must have COVID. <laughs> I must got that shit. What? Real talk. You ain't getting tired off fast and shit. I do got to get tested for that shit, bro. I ain't even tested for COVID yet. I got the vaccine and shit, but I've never been tested for that shit, bro. <sighs> fuck. Nah, fuck that, bro. I'm, I'm just, I'm just thug it out. Fuck that shit. I feel, I feel better. <laughs> I feel better, bitch. <laughs> I right, try this week, man. We out this motherfucker.